Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. You're listening to Two Chunks and a Hunk. Movie musings for mostly everybody. chunks and a hunk my name is jordan wonders and this week i am your hunk again (laughs) i'm doge and really let that seep in what are you kidding because to me that's part chunk smell and the other part is really bad chunk smell i don't know why but overall it just smells like the color brown your thoughts (laughs) smells like the color brown is such a good line and i'm carter and go live your dream (laughs) i will your dream chunks i was talking to her (laughs) <laughs> that was hey, not tell us. bad not a bad brad garrett by yeah, the way i've never tried a brad bad. garrett it just was like this is gonna be a low boy low, a low boy, boy. A i had to just it's he i guess no this counts as one of his dizzes this boy is sure like does, an yeah. octuple yeah he's in everything. they're putting him on everything i mean he's like um, hot honey them? not bad on anything speaking Str- of like streaks here speaking yeah streaks tell me about this hunk them here Look, Jay Wan, he I, hasn't I, told us about this. By yeah, the way, they don't, they don't know this. Direct address to to you who were in your ears. We don't know why. This will be is, one of those popular reaction videos on YouTube. <laughs> what? <laughs> Everyone the else knows why, but uh, my mouth just like, oh, I've never heard. Today yeah, I'm going to be listening to Chris Stapleton's Tennessee Whiskey. <laughs> it's like, bro, that came out eight years ago. You're telling me this is the first time you've heard about this? And you're a vocal in, coach? This you liar. indie band called Queen. They have this yeah. underground sleeper hit called Bohemian Rhapsody. I've never they heard it before. They had a Let's show. See. They were at a live show. Hey, I loved those videos for a little bit that those two twin brothers did where they I reacted to the stuff they hadn't heard. Yes. I loved those. Their mm-hmm. energy was fantastic. Um, no, so I'm I'm the hunk for it's sort of an abstract reason. I, I I told the guys it's it's up for debate. They're welcome to veto once they hear the story, but I don't think they'll want to. So I, um, if you had to design my perfect nightmare weekend, I lived it. You were underwater. I was underwater with sharks. No, I had okay. to. Um, no Zelda I, anywhere around. No, there was no Zelda as far as the I don't I don't talk about <laughs> Zelda nearly as much as this podcast makes it seem like I do. But that's okay. no, I had to um I had to travel someplace in the rain on a Friday. Um I had to uh travel again in the rain the following day. So all of it, it's just rain bums me out. So I was just like, ugh, the whole time. It was Houston, so it was muggy. It was hot. And on Saturday, we had to go to an outdoor rainy Houston wedding. Uh, I say Houston. It was about an hour and a half north of Houston. So it was in the middle of nowhere in the woods. And by the time we got there, it had been raining so long that the final three and a half miles that were supposed to be a dirt road were sort of a mud slop pit road. A slurry. And that's like not a, a random number okay. I pulled out. It was 3.5 miles of mud. Cars cool. got stuck. Uh, Rhonda the Honda, she made it. She was okay. What a classy gal. I know she'd do it. She knows what's up. Like, people don't think she knows, but she knows. Um, <clears throat> but I got to this wedding. Like I said, it was muggy. Uh, it was it was a wedding on uh, Callie's end of the spectrum, so I didn't really know a lot of people there. So I was just sort of just like- Gotta love it. Post it up. Outdoor bathrooms, like an outhouse situation. Um, So it was just sort of my nightmare. Then we get to our seats. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm happy to go support the happy couple, you know, whatever. uh, It's not the matrimony (laughs) that bothers me. (laughs) I Um, hope they listen to this podcast. (laughs) I don't think there's any chance. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) But if they do, I'm happy for their matrimony, but it's just the day itself. So anyway, we're at the seats. And the groom walks up, the bridal party walks up, the music stops. Everybody knows what that means. So we all turn and look. There's two double doors set in the grass for her to open. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. 
John Mayer's going to come bust him down. Sure, yeah. They're in his high school. Yeah. Um, now, the music stops, everybody turns, and I can kind of actually see the bride from my angle behind the doors a little bit. And the pretty song that the bride is supposed to walk down the aisle to is about to come on. Yeah. I assume the DJ is someone's cousin, Derek, yeah, who has iTunes and slapped play button and said, man, I did a great job. And then I have to assume full sprinted in any given direction away from said laptop because at full blast through the speakers, instead of the song the bride was supposed to walk down the aisle to, all everybody hears is, and we're going to have to bleep this out. I apologize. That's okay. Listen to this track, bitch. <laughs> And then... <laughs> Girl, where you moving? Got me in a trance. DJ, turn it up. Music, baby, dance. And it got it got all the way to girl, drop it to the floor. Love the way that booty go. Like all the way, it was. I timed it. That's at least twenty six seconds of the song that played. Full blast. <clears throat> Full blast. This song plays. That's no hands by Walk a Flock of Flame if you're keeping track So what track are you doing for that? That's half a minute. What are you doing? Are people I, trying not to laugh or how can you try not to laugh? So I actually, I feel bad. I, did, I broke the laugh barrier because- <laughs> Oh no, dude. I know the song. So all it took was listen and then I immediately, <laughs> like, you know those laughs where you're like, oh. <laughs> like No, that? I was literally yeah. about to do that. I was like, I, that's what how I pictured you. <laughs> yes. <laughs> And then Callie grabbed my knee. So I was yeah. like, keep it cool. But then I looked and she was laughing. And then everybody started to laugh. And oh I could see the bride God. in her. I've never seen a chin hit the floor for real. But she was just like mouth agape. And uh, it oh played for a gosh. long time before. And they didn't even pause it. They like like radio faded it out. At the Why? end. Why? Love and then the they, commitment to just maintain the illusion. Yeah. Just and then they, can't ever pull anybody out of the experience. They started another wrong song after that. It was a pretty one at least, but they started another wrong song. And then they finally started the correct song and she wow. walked down the aisle. But Could it, you see the DJ booth? No. Dude, it feels like you're an extra in a rom-com. It feels uh -huh, like right. you're just one of the people and this is the ex who's coming back to have one last shot at trying to ruin this... Yeah, moment so that he can like, come sweep her off her feet. DJ, here's twenty bucks. Please play our song. Right. Yeah, that's exactly it. It it didn't make everything about that drive worth it. But man, <laughs> oh, that's good. That's hunked him for sure. It helped. Wow, that's powerful. That's, that's really funny. It was. It was really <laughs> great. I'll never forget it for as long as I live. Oh no! I hope oh, they don't listen. Man. So yeah, that's why I'm the hunk. Um, I felt, like yeah, I said, I'll, I felt pretty powerfully about I'll it. I'll grant that yeah. to you. Thank that's you. Good. I appreciate it. I love that we still, we still had the opportunity because you gave it to us to just veto this and we yeah. would have to just start over with yeah, someone yeah. else's point right now. We'd have to just do it again. Yeah, I approve this. I approve this hunkdom. Okay, I approve this hunkdom. That's, that's huge for me. I appreciate that, guys. Um, the other thing that I would love to have your approval to do is go ahead and talk about the movie, the fourth movie in our Picks Aren't series. Uh, voted on by you, the listeners. Um, and that movie is, of course, Tangled. Tangled. The one-word movie titles always get me a little anxious They're tough. when we do that There's together. no buildup. I always, if it's the one-word thing, I always end up slipping into the Dean from Community. Yep. And just be like, Tangled. 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 Deanie Vinnie Vinci. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I agree with you completely. Uh, Doge, it would, it would... It would be an honor mm. if you would give us a synopsis. Mm. Of course I'll give you a synopsis. You shouldn't even have to ask. This week's IMDb synopsis was written by Douglas Young, whose username appears to be the-movie-guy. So this is the guy, Whoa, the, the, the movie guy. We got him, and he reviewed this. He, he left us a synopsis, and he says, After receiving the healing powers from a magical flower, the baby Princess Rapunzel is kidnapped from the palace in the middle of the night by Mother Gothel. Mother Gothel knows that the flower's magical powers are now growing within the golden hair of Rapunzel, and to stay young, she must lock Rapunzel in her hidden tower. Rapunzel is now a teenager, and her hair has grown to a length of 70 feet. 
The beautiful Rapunzel has been in the tower her entire life, and she is curious of the outside world. One day, the bandit Flynn Rider scales the tower and is taken captive by Rapunzel. Rapunzel strikes a deal with the charming thief to act as her guide to travel to the place where the floating lights come from that she has seen every year on her birthday. <laughs> Rapunzel is about to have the most <clears throat> exciting and magnificent journey of her life. Wow. I'll say. The two descriptors I would use are certainly exciting and magnificent. I'm not trying to spoil anything. Yeah. But it, it appears that picks aren't picks are best served with the fantasy landscape. Sure. Yeah. Uh, our, sure. Our, our half, our top half are all this kind of story. It is sure. all in just a, just a cookie cutter version of a fantasy landscape. Yeah. And one of the first things, so I saw this movie, it was my dad and I, and then my mom and one of her friends. And we'll, we'll get to date, a certain- Trying to set you up. It was a fun time, yeah. But, <laughs> With your uh, mom's friend. You know, 2010 is interesting um, because 2010 had like Toy Story 3 and then it had like Despicable Me and Tangled. So this is one of those where- uh, you know, we start to get into the teens, and animated films have been around for a while. There's little kids running around that have only ever known uh, that Pixar or something adjacent existed. Yeah, right. Um, and to be honest, this movie didn't feel like it had a ton of hype when I it was agree. coming out. And I remember leaving that theater, and just even outside of it being an animated movie, just enjoyed it as a movie. Yeah. You know, yeah. all of a sudden, too, I think because we have so many animated movies in the repertoire, it's just like you start viewing them a lot of the times, and and the story seems to be held to more of a high standard for me. Um, and lucky for the animated movie world, like, we had hits to start. Like, we had sure, really yeah. good movies to start and good stories. But it, there comes a point to where it's just like, I feel like I'm leaning more into the narrative than I thought, and Tangled did not disappoint. Yeah. You know, it's... It's funny. I I don't think this is that spicy, but like this is so much better than Frozen. I don't understand why Frozen <laughs> got the sequel, got the hype, got the stage play. Like this Dude, this movie if, feels oh the gosh. most like an animated stage musical. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I think I mean if we're if we're comparing Frozen Tangled Moana, Frozen is the bottom of those, I think. I think so I too. I think it's easily the worst out of the three of those. I think so too. I don't know and why? I, I think it because it had Olaf. I honestly think it's Olaf, and kids are wild about that icy guy. It's Olaf, and it's Let It Go with Idina Menzel. Like it, it yeah. really like in that song. That song's great. It's a pop song though. You know, like this feels. This movie feels. It, did Alan Menken also do Frozen? He did not. Uh, I don't okay. think so. I think he's the secret sauce maybe I for like he's an the actual- secret sauce that makes it feel like Disney. Right. Yeah. Like a Disney I mean, the, musical. The man has yeah. won eight Oscars. We're talking Little Mermaid, Beauty and the Beast, Aladdin, Pocahontas. Like he, he does it, man. He's, he's definitely got his thumb on that yeah. Disney feel. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. yeah and he, I, he's just, he's just on another level than to, to other composers when it comes to this style, I think. I want to super dump early and just throw it out there to see if it sticks. Okay. Uh, because I, I fully expect that there's a possibility that y'all might say this doesn't count, right? It feels like an unfair okay. super dump. And so <laughs> okay. I'm going to have to reevaluate. So I need to get it out there There's now. a lot of this going around today. Um, I think it's egregious that this movie was not nominated for Best Animated Film. Yeah, that's mm. wild. I don't know if that can count as a super dump in the way that- Yeah, that that's our, what I'm struggling our, with. Our episode is built, but I, I dump on it regardless, and maybe I'll need to just find another super dump. But we had Toy sure, Story that, 3, which that's won. That's a fine dump. Toy Story 3, How to Train Your Dragon, and then The Illuminationist or something, The Illuminist. Uh, so there were only three animated movies, and there were more than three animated movies coming out. Like, we talk about Toy Story. There wasn't even a, a category at that point. So it got its own Oscar just because yeah. it existed. Uh, and then it's just kind of like, okay, now we've got three here. The Academy, for some reason, for animated movies and just for now for best picture are always, the rules are different every year. But why did we just do three? Why was Tangled not even considered <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's as a best animated picture? You know, it's, it's so I'm, I'm going to... I'm going to say that that doesn't count as a super dump only that's, because... I that's fine. I don't think your super dump can be 
this movie rules. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's too. It's that. better than people think it is. Right. I feel that. I'll find. Yeah. I'm but actually I think confident. It's a fine dump. I'm confident that at some point I have super dumped that I like a movie way more than everyone else on the entire planet. Really? I, I'm like by 80% sure that that's been my super dump at least once. Okay. Well, I mean, you look, you know, the, you're not listening to us for accuracy. No. It's for the cold, hard facts. <laughs> no, I, I agree with you though, man. This, this movie, this is something special. And if I may, um, besides Alan Menken, I do know there are four ingredients to this particular stew, each vital, each delicious, and each reliant upon one another to create a sum greater than its parts. You're talking about including Mankin, or he's not even a part of the food? He's not even a part of Mankin is the bowl in which the stew is poured into. Oh my okay, God. what are we you know cooking I mean? with? I think I could guess two. Yeah, Mandy Moore, Zachary Levi. Yeah. Pascal. Oh, yeah. Max Hess. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100%. Totally. Totally, yeah. totally. I mean, it, the, Mandy Moore is perfect as Rapunzel. Like she's like she is. She's really good. Yeah. She her voice is perfect. She sounds incredible when she sings. She has a great like theatrical voice for this. Um, I think her mm-hmm. voice acting is really great. Mm-hmm. Um, she really, really leans into the like starstruck, like never seen the world before kind of a vibe in a really great way. Um, and she's super talented, man. She's, she's so really good, talented, yeah. and she married. Uh, what's his face from Dawes? So Dawes, Dawes himself, Dawes, Mister Daw, <laughs> Mister um, Dawes, and then uh, Zachary Levi. I didn't know he could sing. Guys, Zachary this. Levi is my super pump for this movie. Okay, <laughs> yeah, valid, <laughs> awesome. Uh, I think like it's his performance as Flynn that that I think makes Flynn actually likable because Agreed. as written, I think Flynn could come across as a huge jerk. But Agreed. Yeah. I am fully in the same camp as every seven-year-old kid who watches this and is like, I want to be Flynn when I grow up because Flynn's cool. Flynn's yeah. just cool. And I I hate that I feel that way because it I think it's a lack, a sort of a lack of maturity to point at Flynn and be like, he's the coolest and nicest person because he's really not that nice of a person. You know what I mean? It's right, kind of sure. the Han Solo thing of like, if if my wife ever said, I love you, and I said, I know back, she'd kick me in the shin. That's awful. Yeah. But yeah, in a movie, yeah. you're like, that guy's the coolest guy in the world. And Flynn totally feels like he fits that Han Solo kind of, like, that's what they were going for. And it just, really good. it works so well for me in this. Yeah, and it's funny. He, he Flynn for me works equally well when he is full of himself and trying to swashbuckle. Yeah. Um, you know, when he's trying to deliver the, the smolder and all that stuff. Uh, he works equally well there as he does when he is being Eugene, like yeah. genuine, you know? And I think yep. you're right. I think Zachary Levi is the one who he's the difference maker there. Who can who can deliver some gravity when necessary? Zachary Levi is climbing my list of people that I undyingly love in everything. Yeah, yeah. The he's, handsomest man, the talentedest man. He's funny. Yeah. It sucks. Shout I, I out wish, to uh, wish I had it and not him. <laughs> <laughs> um, shout out to uh, Anna Guthrie, who is uh, one of our chunkies. She was reaching out to. Two chunks as the podcast, uh, and her and I actually just had a Zachary Levi fan club conversation <laughs> a couple of days ago, and she was like, "You have to check out Chuck," and I'd never seen Chuck, uh, and so that was kind of maybe where Zachary Levi got his start before yeah. people knew it was a start. But yeah, he's kind of he's he's pretty well rounded, and yeah. he's sort doing of good a lot at everything. of everything. Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't even seen Shazam. I haven't either. Uh, and I, I heard it was great. I think I'm just so like disgusted with. I'm tired of DC. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I have yes, a DC anything up. on that side. <laughs> but this, yeah, he does such a good job. And I love that they didn't. I, I guess Mandy Moore is the closest thing to A list in this cast. But really, we didn't have just these. You know, it's not Tom Hanks. You know, it's not. It's not right. Even like a Ray Romano, right? I know that feels weird <laughs> to say, uh, but there. I think there's something about. Uh, making it not incredibly recognizable. That yeah. just really made this feel more like a pretty, uh, a story you could get lost in. And so yeah. Mandy Moore actually uh, beat uh, Adina Menzel and Kristen Bell both tried out for this role. And obviously wow. they would later get their own little duo in Frozen. Um, but yeah, yeah, understandably. I, I, I'm glad. I'm glad that Mandy won out for this. I think that she delivers Rapunzel better than either of those two could have. Yeah. 
I agree. Um, this is this is a really great role for her. Uh, I'm gonna super pump now because I I just need to talk about it. I've got a dream is the best thing in this entire movie to me. Yeah, that's a wonderful. The sequence. whole scene. <laughs> I love that. The, what is it? The 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 ugly the something duckling. Oh, the snuggly yeah. duckling. The snuggly duckling. Snuggly duckling. Basically, from the moment he sets eyes on that place and is like, "Oh yeah, you're gonna love it." Like all the dialogue, the song. Everybody's revealed secret it dreams. Says, I don't know, but somehow it just smells like the color brown. That's such That's a good line. That's the funniest line in this movie to me. Um, yeah, it's such it, a funny movie. It, it's a very funny movie. But this scene in The Snuggly Duckling, it just characterizes pretty much every major player in the movie in a pretty great way. Um, yeah. We get and, and the song, but everything else that goes on there, we get Rapunzel just kind of bringing out the best in people by being interested like yeah. she's just sort of like, what's your deal? And everybody's like, you you actually want to know? Okay, great. And oh, then you know. <laughs> they all go into, into everything that makes them them. Um, it sets up our great uh, repeat at the end when they're the ones who bust Flynn out of prison. Yeah. Um, it lets us see Flynn kind of being genuine, but also kind of trying to still trick Rapunzel into going back home. Like it's also yeah. fun, but then we also get... Mother Gothel shows up. We get the guards and Maximus run in to try and track them. Like every major player gets time to shine here, but also gets a little more characterized. And I just think it is such a um, an economic use of six yeah. minutes of screen time. Efficient is the word that keeps coming to mind. Yeah. It's like, how yeah. did you do so much with so little actual time? Yeah. It, it, yeah it's I, impressive to me. Yeah. It's, uh, I think fantasy a lot of the times uh, can be served really well. Like I think, there's two kinds, right? We've got our sweeping uh, fantasy landscapes of like Lord of the Rings and things like that. Right. Uh, and even probably like How to Train Your Dragon. Um, but then you have what feels like a one-act play, which is like Princess Bride. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, Tangled very right. much. When you have everybody coming in and we kind of see the entire ensemble within five to ten minutes, mm -hmm. um, that's just such a good vibe for me. And yeah. I, they, they really do. I, I'm, I'm glad you brought up the characterization. They do such a good job of that pretty consistently. I kind of I agree. know. And I mean, this is some of our best nonverbal characters that we've ever had. I think Maximus and Pascal yes. are yeah. way up there in terms of a duo. When Pascal uh, wakes up Flynn by shoving his tongue into his ear and oh then does goodness. it again the second time, but it happens off camera, but you know exactly what happens. Like, that's perfect. That's so it's good. So, it's so good. I mean, and it's no Pascal, scrat, but I mean. Pascal on the frying pan, staring him yes. down. And then like, like looking up and down and then like looking back at Rapunzel and then one of his eyes comes back before both of them do. Like, <laughs> yes. Oh my it goodness. Is, it's just blocked pretty brilliantly. I for, feel the for same way sake. about Maximus's funniest scene to me is when <laughs> Flynn is hiding in the cave and we see him silhouetted outside of the greenery and his head just keeps <laughs> whipping around looking yep. for Flynn. Yeah. It's perfect, dude. Every time yeah. I watch this movie, I'm surprised I always feel like there's way more Maximus like being on the good guy side than there yeah. actually is in the it's movie. It's only about the last third. Yeah, it's like the third act really yeah. is when he switches over. I always like, every time I think of this movie, I'm like, yeah, they leave the tower and pretty much immediately become start hanging out with Maximus. <laughs> yeah. And Maximus, I had brought him up during Big Hero 6 because it was like, this was a yeah. side character that said not a single word and had far more character development yep. than four of the big heroes six that we had. And so yeah. I think there's something about that duo, and I was trying to compare them to just other Disney duos in general, uh, not main characters, so your side characters. Sure. So like Cogsworth and Lumiere, or Timon and Pumbaa, oh, okay. and things yeah. like that. Yeah. And there's something about, uh, really this would be closer to like Flit and uh, who is the Pocahontas? That's two characters that don't say words. Uh, Miko, the raccoon. Miko and Flit, yeah. And so I Is I there think something to be said for side characters like this? Like- Big, small, intense, aloof, like two different two different sizes, two different personalities that come together to create this whole. Like, is there something there? I think there probably is. Yeah, probably, especially yeah. with, there's, I've, it sounds very Sesame Street, but there's a lot of humor in shapes. I think. Yeah, totally. Part, yeah. Of, part of what makes that, uh, the, the snuggly duckling work too, is I just want to pause and look at all these guys. Every single the person. of these guys yes. are so weird. Yeah. It's uh, I so found out fun. The, the, the little old man 
is Paul F. Tompkins, who is a man that I find so amazing. (laughs) I Um, didn't realize that. And I just think that he- You got a dream. (laughs) (laughs) And he goes, knife. It's just great. And him at the end with the, what's the password? He says, open the door. He goes, not even close. (laughs) Not even close. Um, one, One last thing, well, for now about Pascal and Maximus is that I think- what makes them so good in this is that they're they're a one hundred percent. They're a ten for ten. Like they they yeah. are not. There is not a single moment that it just feels like they're being overused yeah. or sticky or something like that. And it, I think that's Agreed. such a testament to. In fact, I would say underutilized on purpose. Like I want more yeah. of them in a good way. I'd never right. got tired of them. Yeah, Pascal almost has the same amount of screen time though as Rapunzel. Yeah, like he's always with her. Yeah. yeah, he's he's an Iago basically, yeah. and so it's like, yeah, it's he's a flounder. <laughs> it's, yeah, he's, like he's flounder. a flounder. Yeah. It's just it's just so good. It's you know, so good. Something else that gets a lot of screen time that I just love as a way to make a children's movie a little more friendly is the emphasis on the cast iron skillet as a weapon. Yeah, that's really fun. Norma, I am typically one who scoffs at the ways that movies get around violence, like sort of like it, it, it annoys me when movies are like, oh, it's, it's violent, but also it's kid safe. But this is like, like gr- the Batman thing. Like it shoots rubber bullets. Right. Yeah. <laughs> right. But this is such a great way to have these fight scenes, which I mean, if you get smacked with the cast iron skillet, you're probably going to die anyway, but not in this yeah, world. That, that's rough. She's so strong. She's so I, I'm, strong. Here's the thing. I'm going to be blindly grasping for super dumps. This is not going to be my super dump. <laughs> that it's unrealistic that she can just swing pull, it so much and, and hold Mother it Gothel all the time. All the way up to the tower with just <laughs> yeah. her arms. Yeah. It's, she's uh, just she's shredded. She's very strong. We've yeah. seen she's her arms. Very strong. She's not shredded. <laughs> her muscles are magic too. Oh. Can we talk a little bit about Mother Gothel? Yeah, I'd love to. This is, this, is, this is a great antagonist. Oh, uh, wonderful. Yeah. She is, uh, the casting here is also really good because this is just basically somebody who, yes, has a pretty uh, long credit list of movies, but it's just very much a stage exactly. actress. Yeah, uh, and that that time. is a that is a testament to how much they wanted to really lean this into being a musical. I think a lot of the times uh, with some Disney movies and even especially when we got into this kind of animation, uh, it was just like songs for the sake of money grab. Yeah, here's but songs our song here, break. songs yeah. here feel very like narratively. M- Mother knows best is an incredible song. Yeah, that's really good. It is. It kind of feels like Master of the House a little bit. Yes, <laughs> yeah, Master of the House. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's so good. I think something too that happened with animated movies. You know, we can we can come back to Toy Story and seeing that, and there was just this fascination of never experiencing anything like it. Um, but as things start to get uh, better in terms of our animation style, I think it just goes unnoticed, and I think that's what their intention is. But blocking, right? You still have to block these yeah. characters, and the way that they move. I, this is just one of the non-verbally funniest, <laughs> most thoughtful movies. Uh, that I think that that we've seen in terms of the Pixar series, and it's it's just so yeah, yeah. I think I agree. It, it, it makes so much sense. It is pretty perfectly paced. Yeah, uh, how you like that alliteration? It, it like I, it. perfectly it, paced. It never feels slow. It never gets boring to me. Um, I am I am always even. I, I would say the moment that we hit pause the hardest is earned. It's the it's the the lanterns. That's that's sort of the moment that we slow down and kind of sit in something for the longest amount of time in this movie. Um, but it feels good because we've been, you know, we've been rooting for Rapunzel to get to this point. And I, I actually love the conversation about what if it isn't everything I wanted it to be or maybe even worse, what if it is and I'm just done? Yeah. Uh, I think that's a yeah. really mature theme to have in a children's movie. Like the idea of... Did I peak at 18? Like, is this, is my dream finished? And his, his insistence that like, well, you just get to move on to something else. I think that's really yeah. great. Um, I also yeah. think this is, I tend to look at, um, I tend to look at children's movies through the lens of like, will I want few, my future children to watch this? Um, like, is this something that I would let them watch and not feel like I have to be like, no, you know, 
it's just a fun one, this one. Like, I feel like this is a movie with a message that I could watch and just let it ride and they'd be fine. They could process it however they want. And totally. I think that's, yeah. that's really great in a kid's movie that it's, it communicates so clearly something so positive. Mm-hmm. Totally. Yeah, I think this, yeah. this to me sort of threads the needle on, uh, in, in particular with the Disney princess movies, trying to weigh like, is this something that I would want? Uh, is this some, a message that I would want a girl, a little girl to grow up hearing right. or anybody to grow up hearing really? But I think in particular, little girls able to watch it and say like, oh, Rapunzel has agency and she yep. wants more things than to just kiss the hot guy. Right. And so maybe as a person, you should want more things than, than to just kiss the hot person. Yeah. You can also so, want to kiss You the can hot also person. want to kiss yeah, the hot person. Fine. Kissing hot people's great, but other stuff's great too. Yeah. Like lanterns and frying pans. <laughs> <laughs> I think the uh that scene uh, at the very end, I always want to call it scene eight from Tangled because funny story, it's scene eight on the DVD. We have some good friends <laughs> whose kids every single night uh before they went to bed, they would that would be like their like getting ready for bed songs. They'd put in the DVD, they'd go to scene eight for Tangled. Uh, and then while that was happening, they'd be like brushing their teeth, put on their pajamas and stuff. So scene eight from Tangled, uh, the song that they sing in the lanterns. That's such a, a pretty song. Top 10 Disney song for me. Maybe really? even a top five Disney song it's for me. It's so good. It's a yeah. very good song. I haven't thought I about it's, its placement on my list, but it's a really oh, good song. Oh, I think it's wonderful. It gets kind of randomly stuck in my head. We've talked about that before, how there's just songs that are just like, seem to just happen into your head. <laughs> they just jump this up there. A, yeah, this one's about once every two weeks. It's just this that one's. <laughs> I have, I've seen that movie three times. Mine is I, um, pretty frequently the Six Flags song from the commercial. I'll just, oh, ew, I'll be brushing awful. my teeth. I'm so sorry. I'll be brushing my teeth and just be like. <laughs> oh, that's <laughs> awful. Yeah, it's pretty bad. That's really bad. Uh, at last I've seen the light. So there's a. Chelsea and I are going to be uh, at Disney in a couple weeks. It's just wow. perfect. During first time, huh? Never been? First time. First time out. So we're, yeah, we're excited to, to try all the things, ride Superman, all that stuff, Titan. Yeah, totally. Um, <laughs> and so one of the things that they won't have right now is the fireworks show because that uh, encourages people to be like sardines, which mm-hmm. as I look back in situations like that, that are right. really meaningful to me, I'm like, we we would have all died. That's a super spreader event now. Yeah, uh, sure, sure. But uh, have you, y'all been, have y'all been to Disney World recently? Have y'all seen the the fireworks show at Disney World at yes. Magic Kingdom? Yes. Oh, I went in 2010. Okay. I went in 2016 so, with like the okay, projection so, on the castle. and Oh my yeah. goodness. It's the projection on the castle. There's a moment where that song comes up and it's mm-hmm. a, at last I've seen the light and these lanterns are coming from the bottom of that. And Ooh. it's one of maybe eight times that I get emotional in that fireworks show. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> for sure. <laughs> but it's, it is one of those songs that I'm like, I think it's just because culture d- didn't give it big time Disney credit. Right. Yeah. That I'm like, oh, you know, there's always a little bit of a surprise. It's like, why don't we talk enough about this song in particular? Dude, because it really is beautiful. Mm-hmm. It's because this came out and then immediately was overshadowed by Frozen. Yes, correct. It's people forget about this, I think. Correct. So, and yet, is, yeah. I feel like I have friends with daughters who it's a 50-50 split, whether it's Frozen or Tangled, they're obsessed with. I just really? feel like Frozen Nobody likes Moana? Moana's my favorite. No, every kid likes Moana. Moana's the new one that Hey, you know who loves. doesn't like Moana? Who? Our listeners. Get out of here. Well, I was just about to credit them for also having the same opinion we did about Frozen. Yeah. Frozen's not- Good for them. Yeah, that's true. Spoil- for spoiler alert. I promise that we're not going to talk about Frozen after this or the week after. So don't worry about Frozen that. Frozen ain't even up here. Um, and Frozen's not bad. It's no. just, I think it something happened. I don't know. It was a perfect storm. Something happened that this movie just made a billion dollars. Like, yeah, I don't, yeah. I, I, I don't know. It's just good. I don't know what it was. Man, and you talking about Disney World, it's so funny. Disney, and prepare your duh buttons, I guess. But Disney World is such a perfect, um, like, boiled down microcosm of Disney as a whole in the sense that, like, <laughs> walking through Disney World, <laughs> it's like at any given moment, based on a building, a smell, a look, a song, a character, whatever, an interaction I see a kid having, like, I could either be like, oh, let's go on Space Mountain. Or I could be like sniffling and wiping a tear from under my eye. Like, and that's how Disney movies are to me too. Like yeah. Tangled, something like this can take me from like, <laughs> to like, oh no, so fast and so well. <laughs> and mm-hmm. Disney, it's not like Disney has the market cornered on broad spectrum of emotions, but 
they are yeah. maybe the best at it pound for pound. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. I don't know who else I would say, especially just across the board consistent. Yeah. The board being whatever age you are. Yeah. You know, I think there's even people that maybe didn't necessarily grow up. I didn't have the Disney Channel. I had Disney movies, mm. but I wasn't. It wasn't as ingrained in me the Disney culture. First time I ever go to Disney World, I was like 27 years old, and I was having just as much yeah. fun. <laughs> Uh, yeah, there's something about watching people have those experiences. Mm. Speaking of experiences with Tangled, uh, Tangled we, holds so many special places in my heart. Yeah, I have. Uh, they're the the best public bathrooms at Disney World. That's true. At Magic Kingdom, are in that little village that is basically ripped from this movie. Is it Aurora? Wow. Is that the kingdom in Tangled? Is it Aurora? That sounds right, but Aurora is also the princess from Sleeping, Sleeping Beauty, Beauty, right? Yeah, but I think Corona. Corona. Yikes. Guys. Oh, guys. <laughs> <laughs> when Whoa. you're here. Guys. Whoa. Oh, wow. That's why we love it. Dead gummit. Man, much like, much, <laughs> much like. You can grab anything you like from the cooler. As long as it's the kingdom of Corona from the 2010 hit animated movie Tangled. I was, I was cooking up. In my cast iron skillet, a good transition for shout announcements. But Vin, I think Vin is just really the best way to take us there. Time to go to shout announcements and make a little bit of money. Welcome to shout announcements. It's the shout out part and the announcement part. We don't really do shout outs anymore. Straight up, it is not the (laughs) shout out part. I just like the name. That ship has long since sailed. I just like the name. You know what? Shout out Discord. Now now it is shout Shout announcements. Shout out. Shout out to Shout out Vin Diesel. Made shout a couple real Diesel. bad singles on Spotify, but I still listen to him. Let's start doing shout outs again. Yeah. It, 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 Carter, it who do you want to shout out? Yeah, you who shout you somebody want? out. Man, dude, I just want to say <laughs> there's probably no one, there's probably no one on this earth in this moment that I appreciate more than Lauren Anderson, who is uh the aforementioned Disney trip that I'm going mm. on. Mm. There was this crazy thing that happened that uh, through a mutual friend uh, found out that Lauren, known as, uh, I think it's Rin, Rin Andy Travel, okay. is her Instagram account, Okay, uh, ended up uh, being put with Chelsea and I to help plan our trip to Disney. Baller. So shout out. She's a listener shout out too. Lauren. Yeah, that's that's, that's the crazy big stuff. Is like, I mean, that's uh, big stuff, but she, virtually she everyone is heart. at this point. Yeah, pretty much everybody's know, a listener. It's tough to avoid it. That's yeah, true. Yeah, shout out to her. Non-stop. Shout out again to Anna Guthrie, who's just a big Levi head. You know, she's big a big Levi head. Big Levi head loves so two things for, in this for, life: jeans and Zachary Levi. Jeans and Zachary Levi. Yeah, that's true. That's a good point. Hey, listen. Yeah. If you want to shout out by becoming somebody we love, I can't. This did, asterisk yeah, asterisk no, asterisk. Nothing. This does not guarantee a shout out. But if you if you want to become somebody that we love very deeply, rate and review this podcast. It helps us out <laughs> maybe more than anything else. Honestly, that you could do. Um, because that helps with algorithms. Um, and everything these days comes down to algorithms. So uh, the better and more frequent rating and reviewing that we get on specifically iTunes, the higher we climb in the charts because we get exposed to more people. And that's a huge deal for us. So uh, if you like this show, uh, it would be honestly huge if you could do that for us. Yeah, if you want to if you want to champion our efforts in Australia, which right now is our second highest listening country. Wild. In the world, hey there. Hey, also good, um, good day, great mates. Review. Good day, mates. Uh, speaking of mates, uh, shout out to your mates mm. about mm-hmm. uh, this podcast. It, it really is uh, always going to be. Uh, we used to be a budding podcast. We're kind of we're kind of past the timeline of budding. Like we're blooming. Good, we're we're blooming now, uh, which is full circle with our Australian friends, mm-hmm. the Blooming Onion. Thanks for everything. <laughs> thanks that, hey, that thanks done. for the blooming onion, guys. Mm. Thanks for everything that you've done. That's probably the number one thing, the number one export, not from Australia, is the blooming onion. Uh, but yeah, just <laughs> just tell people about us. It is still always going to be a very much word of mouth, uh, letting people know about that. I can't wait for the day until I, I want it to be out there so much that someone finds one of the four of us, me, Adam, Jordan, or Doge, and and recommends this podcast to us. I can't wait for that day. I hope that day comes. The serpent must eat its tail, mm. and then we can yes. rest. 
<laughs> I would I would love that. So that's what we're shooting for. I don't know how to quantify it or how to get us there, but it's definitely going to need at least you to tell people about this podcast. It's true. Guys, I do have, I mean, we did, we planned out chat announcements before we started talking and I have something I'm supposed to say, but I did just look at our our reviews on the Apple store and somebody has put me on blast in a way that <gasps> hurts my heart. This no. iTunes user says, things I've learned from this podcast. One, most movies are in a three-act structure. Two, don't eat orange chicken out of the trash. <laughs> and listen, I'm trying to live that down. You I'm never a, will. This is, a, this is a new me. Listen, and <laughs> this, so this, uh, amazing, this bacteria, this microbe, this virus conscious boy is completely appalled that I ever ate that chicken. That is crazy. And man. I would like us all now to, that I think let's, about it. let's agree as a podcast, as, as chunk nation, as discordians to let this go. Nope. This never no. happened. Nope. Nope. No, no, no can do skis coming in here with this. Trojan horse and the announcements trying to get us to make promises. Not happening. We would love it if you could promise us <laughs> that you'd vote in our next series. The next uh, the next realm that we're moving to once we're done here in the kingdom of Corona, uh, which also sounds like it could be the name of a John Mayer album about the last year. Mm-hmm. Uh, once we're done here in the kingdom of Corona, we're actually, <laughs> uh, we're headed on over to Return to the Summer of Love. Uh, the Roots of Romance are planted deep within our hearts. And so we're very excited to return back to that realm. And we're going to be putting together a list of romance movies for you to choose from. Uh, that poll will be live on our website. You can head over to twochunksandahunk.com backslash vote. And that poll is open from Tuesday, May 11th to Tuesday, May 18th. You've got a full week to vote for that stuff. So if you're listening to this on release day, and obviously you should, you love us. This is what you're doing with part of your Tuesday. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The poll's open now, and you can go vote. And if you are a Patreon supporter at any level, at our $3 level or our $5 level, you get a second vote in this poll. And that uh, that proved to be really crucial, actually, in our Picks Aren't series. Yep. Our, our first two movies that we talked about would not have been in there uh, with them. Uh, without the uh, the input of our folks who get a second vote. So if you're considering becoming uh, a member or upgrading your membership, now's a great time to do that. If you're a Patreon supporter at the $5 tier, not only do you get access to the bonus episodes and the bonus vote uh, that our $3 folks get, you also get invited to a private Discord server uh, with yours truly, Carter's truly, Jordan's truly, and Adam's truly, all a part of it. Uh, and we've had some great conversations there. Uh, have unfortunately seen more minion memes than I would care to admit. Banana. Unreal. Know. Unreal amounts. But it's a good time. And we would love to have you join us over there on Discord. Can we be done? Yeah. Is that it? You did good, man. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. I'd like to super dump now, and I'm going to do it now. Do it. I'm curious. I'm very curious what this is. How dare you get, introduce... Get ready for... Get ready for me to jump right on this because I still don't have one. (laughs) Just saying. How dare you introduce such a rich, incredible town such as the the town surrounding the castle of Corona and only spend one song in it? How Mm. dare you? That place is magical and I want to be there for so much longer. It's an 80-minute movie. Let's add some time on, spend a little more time in that town. Hey, I've spent about 14 months in the kingdom of Corona. Nice. And it sucks. Nice. But I'm yeah, talking about the fictional one fun. from this movie. And I can't believe we walk in the front gates and hang out in the, t- the town square and call it a day. And you know what's wild? <laughs> Tell me. That also happens to be my super dog. <laughs> <laughs> I feel the exact, I have felt this way. Four minutes, <laughs> Mi- minutes now. Wow, the same way. Like, 
It was so pretty. <laughs> do, you want me to give, do you want me to give you another option to jump to, Carter? Yes, but listen, I've already said what my super dump so. is for the second time. I guess so. so. Are you ready to super dump now? I am ready to yeah, super dump. Yeah, that'd be great. That'd be great for it's me. nitpicky. And then Carter, I guess you can you can weigh it out. You're going to a buffet. I mean, I'll weigh it out. I'm, pizza I've on been one pretty side, set in my ways Chicken for now. fried steak on the other. You get to pick what you're going to eat. Dang. It's like Air Bud. You got to choose the clown or the kid. <laughs> Gosh. My super dump is that Mother Gothel did not change Rapunzel's birthday. What a weird way to... Like, I'm going <laughs> to... Oh, I'm going to kidnap so you. Good. I'm going to kidnap you as a baby, but that's I'm not so going good. to change your name or your birthday. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's good. That's Wild. a great point. Every time I watch this movie and she's like, the lanterns <laughs> appear good. on my birthday. I'm like, how do you know what a birthday is? Why did she teach you about birthdays? <laughs> yeah, Gothel was not doing too well in uh, that's a good point. covering up her tracks. That's a good point. That's a great point. I, yeah, and I and that's like that's nitpicky, but also how much more of an impactful re- reveal of, of that if Rapunzel's like, it's on Lantern Day every year. It's just a day that I've noticed all these things go into the sky. It's Lantern Day. And then she gets there and she's like, what is Lantern Day? And they're like, you mean the princess's birthday? She's like, that's the lost princess's birthday? Why, am I, why do I feel so drawn to Lantern Day every year? Hmm. Right. I don't know. I just feel like there's like, we could, that was like maybe one script revision away from making complete sense and as it stands right now it makes no sense. <laughs> there's a couple there's a couple funny little things like that like when she <laughs> when she realizes that she's the lost princess and the movie's like all right let's give them like 10 seconds of flashbacks so that they can put it together about 1 second before she puts it together in case <laughs> right. in case the monologue at the beginning didn't reveal everything well, to you. Well, yeah. Did she accidentally right. include the, the logo of the Kingdom of Corona in the right. negative space in all her paintings? Right, exactly. And that was a subconscious memory it's of hereditary. the thing that, used, that hung over yes. her crib? Logos yes. are hereditary. Then, that is wild. Then there's, then, there's <laughs> a moment wild. That, that, then there's a moment that Odin is like, no, not behind that curtain, and it's Hela. It's like her <laughs> whole... It's like she had a whole history too. Yeah, there's there's a couple of those things in this movie that they they don't they don't hold up and it's fine. It's not like immersion breaking or movie breaking, but no, they don't hold no. up. It 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 has that's funny. A couple That's of good. those. Um it totally slipped my mind. Like so, even dude, I'll, now I'll, I'll give you another nitpick, it. which is when Flynn pulls the rocks out to open the cave. He pulls a middle rock out. His arm would be crushed. Right? By no, I noticed that too. It. They pulled the rocks out, and then the rocks all disappear, so that they're not just ground into jelly. Right? Yeah. It's it. There's yeah. there's a couple things like that. The other thing I was going to point out, and this isn't a dump. I just think it's funny. Pascal's a murderer. Um, I know that yeah, Gothel time. didn't hit the ground, but I think murder's more about intent. Um, <laughs> Pascal is is straight up a murderer. Yeah, Pascal's <laughs> the one that knocks her out of the tower. I actually have. That was almost my super dump. We've talked before about these roles where it's like, it doesn't feel like Pascal should be even noticed by Mother Gothel. Right. You know what I mean? It feels like yeah. Pascal should be something that only Rapunzel and Flynn can see and interact with almost. Right. You know? Yeah. Like she can notice a chameleon, but she shouldn't be able to understand him. I, I don't know. And I don't know what trope I'm asking this to be. <laughs> You know, I don't know right. what movie does that, but that's what it feels like it should be. When she kicks him, though, I was like, don't you do that. Don't you do that to my sweet boy. I mean, boy. That's, that's like Grogo levels of like, yeah. don't touch that face. Yes. It can't help Look, it. I'll tell you, though, I really love the scene where Flynn cuts her hair. I think it's a really well done scene with the timing. Um, and I think it it actually kind of, not like comes out of nowhere like a big twist, but it's a really powerful moment for Flynn's characterization for Eugene's characterization of like, I'd rather die than let you like stay like this. There was also some shock to me as to like his death. Yeah. It it just felt, it felt a little more grown up than, I I don't know. It was an element that was shocking. The violence is a lot more explicit than I thought because Mother Gothel's like straight up, he will be hanged. And we see the noose where our main character is going to go die in an animated Disney movie. And we see his blood. He gets stabbed. Like, yeah, like blood. Like actually seeing, you know, that's something that that like Lord of the Rings doesn't even do, even though it's super violent. There's hardly (laughs) ever like red blood. (laughs) It's like, listen, I'm playing through, I'm playing through Shadow of Mordor right now because I'm so much blood. 
so there's much blood. so much blood. Talk in about that. to turn your brain off and just For go kill real. everything. But yeah. I've discovered the only video games I can play during the Kingdom of Corona are ones that are just an abject power fantasy. And so mm. that's the one for me. Mm. <laughs> Very good. I can't control anything in my real life, so I will control this. So I will kill about a thousand this orcs. Wraith Ranger? Wraithger? I don't know. Listen, man, it's incredibly disrespectful to everything Tolkien ever wrote, but it's a fun little game. <laughs> yeah, it is a it's fun a, little game. It's Assassin's Creed Mordor edition, essentially. It's Assassin's Creed Mordor Arkham, yeah. 100%. <laughs> Mordor, Mordor Arkham. Arkham. Um, yeah, I think uh, some something else that's, that's while, just while we're talking about stuff that is... Uh, done differently than a lot of other kids' movies. The escape from prison, the action's like pretty fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, like when they're actually like beating up the guards and and getting everybody out of there, it's it's pretty impressive. Yeah. My um, favorite piece of action is actually when <laughs> when Maximus and Flynn are having a sword, the sword fight. fight. Yeah, and Maximus has the sword in his teeth, and Flynn has the frame, a yeah. cast iron skillet. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and I love that that he pauses and just like you should know. This is the strangest thing that's ever happened. To me. Yeah, and then that's they keep some fighting. big Princess Bride energy right there, man. Completely, so completely. Much. This feels like equal parts like Princess Bride, Shrek, and yep, like Sleeping Beauty or something. Yep. You know, yeah. when he Mel when Brooks he it's, hits it's us a, with the like, yeah, totally. with the like, I gotta get me one of these. That's yeah. very, yeah. that's very much the I am not left handed of this movie. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. I would even throw in a a sprinkling of Indiana Jones too. It has kind of a okay. in its action sequences, in its uh, you know our uh, yeah. the the woman is just beating everybody up too. You know, it's just like it's it's so fun. It's I a, think in it's particular a word I love. Indiana Jones it's swashbuckling. It's a, it's a word yeah. I really love. Yeah, Cutthroat Island. That's another one that's just really yeah, yeah, totally Cutthroat Classic. Island. Exactly. Uh, classics. I don't know how I, I, it's amazing that we got here to Cutthroat Island, but I have something to share with y'all. I okay. was watching, uh, it's way out of left field, watching Sh- Trial of Chicago 7. Have y'all seen that? Not yet. I haven't. The judge in the movie is incredibly despicable. He's awful. And it was just in the back of our minds, and Chelsea was like, where have we seen this guy? And it was the villain from Cutthroat Island. So good. Perfect. What's his name? I don't remember. Something dog, right? It's something dog. It might just be dog, but I think anyways. it's mad bounty dog. hunter or like wet dog. Ooh, I think it's mad dog. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I have to. Has everyone else super pumped? I have. Yeah. yeah, I haven't super pumped. Please. You have one though. I do have a legitimate super pump. And it's I that promise. this movie didn't get nominated for an Oscar. <laughs> yeah, it's that we're starting uh, a petition, uh, and it's going to be live yes. on the website. Go ahead and give Tangled a posthumous. Uh, Go to twochunksinahunk.com backslash change.org backslash tangled is good to find our poll. <laughs> the uh, reuniting of Rapunzel with her parents is something transcendent over a Disney pix or a Disney animated movie. It is yeah. so very thoughtful. You know, we talked about nonverbal characters in this. We never hear a word from her parents. I think that's the right move. Uh, I think it's a brilliant move. I think it's a perfect move. I think just them running through the halls of their castle, going outside. I know I I, I knew I blew it the moment I said that. They're going to bust down the double door. (laughs) I'm just making sure to give you guys plenty of time for the rest of the the John Mayer. The John Mayer usually takes about 20 minutes to get to the end of it. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Them them running out to, to just see Rapunzel and Flynn kind of just looking out and kind of soaking in that they got here, they did this. And then it really is a lot of time that we spend with mom going up first and then dad coming in and then mom pulling in Flynn and they just become this family in yeah. maybe 20 seconds. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but it's we really have, sweet. It is, it is one of the most perfectly tied narrative bows of a Pixar movie that I have ever seen. Yeah. To just have that reuniting. And it still felt like it carried so much weight. You know, this is a this is a... Girl that we haven't seen, what is it? She's Is she supposed to be like 16 or 17? 18. She's 18. So 18, good. Thank you, Disney. <laughs> Thank yeah, the you way for, it's not nasty that she falls yeah, in love yeah, with yeah, Flynn, yeah. right? Uh, so uh, yeah, for 18 years and to have mom and daughter look alike and there's the rumors that mom still looks so young because you know she obviously took the, she oh, drank that magic flower. Um, but I just think it's perfect. And going back to the theater experience I mentioned at the beginning of this episode, where it was me and my dad, and then my mom and her friend. Dad and I are just, just bouncing 
crying. Like our yeah. our shoulders are just going <laughs> up and down weeping. And they, my mom and her friend look over and they're like, they're like, wow, y'all need to get a grip. Because we, we were <laughs> like, it, it got me. It got me big. Uh, yeah. and, and a lot of it did have to do with where did this movie come from? <laughs> you yeah, know, totally. and, and, and that was just, yeah, again, that bow was tied and it was, it was really a perfect ending for me. I thought it was a weird choice to end the movie with Mandy Moore reprising her song from the princess diaries. Yeah, that is it was weird. Shocking. It was weird to me how the, it ended. Cause you know, all animated movies, all good ones, they end with like a big dance number, um, mm-hmm. to like a pop song. Did you and watch so the post credits? It was just weird to me that, um, it ended with, you know, Rapunzel coming out. She's like, stupid Cupid, stop picking on me. <laughs> Did you watch the post credits? So they explain it because an ambassador from Genovia comes and they're like, we would like to begin diplomatic relations with you. Oh, oh. okay. That makes sense. So she was- And also see. this is called a phone. You guys are going to love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's really great. That's a really great point that I didn't think of. Uh, I would be, I would be remiss- if we remissed the opportunity to talk about Ron Perlman uh, as the yeah, thug. Twins. I don't remember the, who plays the other thug. But it's Perlman for both of them. Is it's it really? Perlman's both. He plays both Stabbington brothers. Yeah, they're Stabbington twins. brothers is such a good name. Yeah, it's great. Uh, yeah, he is. He's really good. Man, I like Ron Perlman a lot. I think that his voice is pretty excellent um, as somebody who is scary. Um, as he can't, I don't think he can do not scary though, huh? That's probably, Have we ever seen him do not scary? That's probably, probably not. pretty accurate. Yeah. He definitely has a niche. He's quite scary as Hannibal Chow in Pacific Rim, which <laughs> is the best name of any character in any movie at any point in time. I just said the Stabbington brothers out loud and you're going to come at me oh, yeah, no, that's really like good. that. That's <laughs> really good. Does he always have the best names in everything he's in? Dude, he might. Probably. Has he ever had a bad name? Ron Perlman's even real Ron cool. Ron Perlman is even a good name. Yeah, I think he just... Has like a, it's probably somewhere in his contract. Like, gotta have Heck a cool boy. name. Heck boy's cool. H H E double hockey sticks boy, dude, uh, is pretty cool, man. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think every character that actually gets time in the sun is fantastic in this movie. Like, I, I think this yeah. is, this is a pretty dang near, um, like perfect animated film. I was about to say, like, this is one of the few. Movies that I can remember watching recently, certainly so far as part of the series, where it was incredibly difficult to identify a miss. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah. Like, and I think even Carter's Carter's episode long struggle <laughs> really serves to illustrate that. Of like, what is actually wrong with this movie? That's not just a nitpick. Yeah, it started to drift into the existential there for a little bit, uh, <laughs> but we're back and we're okay. Hey, and the other thing that's okay is rating this movie. The thing um, that's okay it's is okay the scale to rate it. it's we okay worked to really rate hard it. on. Before and we do that, can I give you a, f- a few lists of names of Ron Perlman characters? Yeah. Oh, be great. please. The Admiral. Mm-hmm. Yep. Bandit. Mm-hmm. Cool. Charlie Storm. <laughs> yes. That's good. Big Graham. I like yes. that. Uh, <laughs> Brock. Okay. General Pershing. And we're back. Asher. Optimus Primal. Amazing. There's a lot. Optimus Primal. Pretty good. Guys, he's got the coolest. I Okay. If you're listening to this and you can find. Ron. <laughs> if you're a listener, you're listening to this and you can find a Ron Perlman movie or a role where he does not have a cool name, I'll Venmo you money for lunch. What? Whoa. Who gets to decide if it's cool? Me. No. You guys do then. <laughs> okay. Me and Carter. Yeah. You guys get to decide if it's cool. Okay. okay. And listen. You know I'm not exactly in the most cash liquid stage of my life, so you can't screw me Cause on your this. Because ca- your cash is all tied up in liquid right now. <laughs> That's a joke about a horrible thing. Anyway, let's rate this movie. I mean, it's not that bad. My air conditioner leaked on my house. It's fine. It's horrible. We're getting it fixed. It's horrible. <laughs> let's rate this movie using science, the same science that will be used to repair Doge's air conditioner uh, <laughs> And save his life. Hey, I hope it's not that science. Hey. I would like some better science. Yeah, Our science please. is perfect. Yeah, yeah, please. Our science is perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us.
I'll go first. Oh. 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 I'm buying the poster. poster. <laughs> Did we all say it? No, I was trying to be respectful, but I'm buying the poster. Yeah. It's pretty perfect, guys. Like, yeah, if, you really know, if you want to know why I'm buying the poster. Listen to the whole episode. Yeah, I've got about 50 minutes of podcast for you to listen to. Yeah, it's, 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 it's pretty dang near a perfect animated film. I, this is one of the movies that I would, I would be willing to put my uh, debate shoes on mm, yeah. if someone had something that they legitimately didn't like. Yeah, I think me too. Um, yeah. It doesn't take much the, for me to put those shoes on. Maybe, maybe something that would affect their watching experience, you know, like, because we had to come up with super dumps and, sure. uh, you know, Jordan and I had one and <laughs> uh, Doge had one and, and they ended up being kind of like silly and what we wanted more of. But like if someone had a legitimate, they felt like, yeah, I don't know. I just don't feel like Flynn was a good character. Or uh, yeah, mm-hmm. no, there's there's that. things that I would I would I find myself possibly being offended. <laughs> so that's <laughs> how, how I know I definitely you? buy the poster here. Yeah. Yeah. It'd have to be something personal, right? Though it'd have to be like I asked Mandy Moore to prom and she said no. Right. So I hate yeah, this I would movie take now. That. Or, or like, like I have a deep fear of chameleons, so I can't watch exactly. this movie. Exactly. Yeah. Something Zachary like Levi ran into my car and drove away without giving me his insurance. There's money. no way he would do he that. Would never that would do be that. fiction. Perfect. I would call that person a liar. He would never do that. Look, I I think what we're discovering is that this is, I don't want to call it a hidden gem because everybody's seen it. Like people know Tangled, but I, I think it's underrated though. I, that's a good, that's the perfect word for it. And I hate how frequently that word is abused to just say, I like something. But yeah, it, this is a very underrated Disney classic. Because yeah. when you think of what's the, like when people think what's the best princess movie of the 21st century, People are going to say Frozen. They're going to say Frozen, but I, I think I would rather watch this than any of the Disney princess movies. Dude, I would go watch this again right now. Yeah. Yeah. That's Call, big words. I, but I, I know, but I, th- I think I really would. I think I would rather rewatch what, this. What unless we're counting are, like Moana. Yeah. So what movies are in the Moana's? I guess not technically a princess. Well, there's all the princess classics. Sort of. Mulan's yeah. not really a princess. Um, Beauty and the Beast. I love Beauty and the Beast. I like Beauty and the Beast there. a lot. That's a that's Little Mermaid. Sleeping Beauty, Princess yeah, and the Frog. Yeah, I like this better. I like this better than all the ones that y'all are saying. Yeah. Uh, well, look, that, that's a pretty tight bow on the end of this discussion. Make sure you come back next week for when we talk about uh, the second place winner of the uh, Pixar series. Uh, that's How to Train Your Dragon. And I am. Yeah. Have, oh we, boy, all, I'm have we all seen it? Oh yeah. Carter, have you seen it? Okay. Yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm so excited. Um, Callie and I have already discussed just going ahead and probably watching all three of these. I haven't seen the third one. Uh, I haven't either. You should see the third one. (laughs) I might do a triple feature. You should watch the third one. Um, Yeah, I'm excited. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Jump on on Discord, please. It's fun. I love talking. It's so fun. I'm I'm such a bad texter and it translates to Discord and I feel so bad about it, but I read everything. I read every message (laughs) in there and I try and respond to ones that got thrown by the wayside. I'm so sorry, but jump on. It's it's really great. I really enjoy it. Um, to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and which famous fairy tale we would like to see Disney Animation take on with their own little spin. <laughs> for Two Chunks and a Hunk, I'm Jordan Wonders, and I think sort of an irreverent family comedy-styled Hansel and Gretel would be very interesting in this animation style. I'm Doge. I do too. I was going to pitch that Disney make a film called Hanson and Gretel. <laughs> and it's just all Hanson songs. Except it's like, mm, kids, shoot it up. Yep. Mm, kids, I like to yep. eat kids. Mm, kids, kids, kids. Yep. I like to eat kids. <laughs> uh, I'm Carter, and you said it's uh, it has to be a fantasy story? Just some fairy tale. It could be a modern fairy tale. It could be William and Kate's beautiful love story that transcend the ages. Mm. <laughs> the transcend the ages? Uh, let's spend some time with Goldilocks mm. and the three bears. Okay. You know? I like that. But I, yeah, just be true to the story though. So maybe like, it's probably like a five or six minute. Yeah. <laughs> Respect the lore. Don't go adding all this Disney nonsense. No, nah, we don't want the nonsense. Yeah. I just, I just, in fact, make it live action. In fact, make it a book. I'd like a book, please. Also, yeah. Actually, let's find a creative way to actually have there be a lesson in that story. Mm. 
Because from what I understand, it's like, hey, don't trust your porridge. <laughs> it's like just basically the Goldilocks. I think the lesson the lesson is know what you want and be unafraid to claim it. Don't trust blonde. Dang. <laughs> there it is. And don't trust blonde people. So I can't exactly. between between that and Gone Girl, I can never talk to my wife again. <laughs> Sorry, oh, dude. Yes. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done.